You are listening to The Depression Session at 99.1 FM Downtown Radio. Each week, we'll have a new guest tell the story of their depression. I'm your host, Laura Milkins, and thank you for joining us on The Depression Session. Just a note for my listeners, I want to make sure you understand that this is a show about depression, and some of the content can be triggering, so please take care of yourself if something on the show brings up difficult feelings, and seek professional help if you need it. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to The Depression Session on Downtown Radio. Today, we have with us in the studio, Arya. Arya is a teacher and intuitive healer. We'll be right back with Arya, but first, let's talk about freedom. So this week, freedom is on my mind a lot because I'm having some anxiety. So I am going to be done with teaching a Pima full-time at the end of this next week, which is incredible. Students will be graduating, and I'm very excited, and I'm a little bit, I don't know, sad. I love teaching there, and I'll teach there again. I'll teach some other classes and stuff, but I will not probably be full-time there again, and I've really enjoyed it. I had an art show for my students, and they came with their families, and they're just so lovely. And people brought their families, and, you know, I, I was telling my students, I'm 46, my mom is 75, and she still loves coming to one of my art openings. It just makes her so happy. So bring your family and find people, and people came and like with whole families, and it's yeah. just really nice. Yeah. It's it's a wonderful thing, and there's a level of freedom to not working there anymore. And then I'm also going to Mexico, which I'm really excited about, and that feels like freedom to like be out of my environment yes. here. And then the last thing is things just keep coming up that make me feel anxious. So my mom was like, oh, I think I'm going to come in October and because she's selling her house, and she's moving down here, and she's building a house in my yard, and I'm really excited about all this. But... I was thinking, like, later. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't thinking October, and I had this little, "Ah!" and you know, and and I I talked to her about it. You know, I'm like, oh. And then I'm I'm going down to the beach, but I'm going to see an old friend there, and he's making all these plans. He's like, we go camping, we go to the temples, and and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just feeling. And so all these little things are coming up that are good things, like people who want to see me and want to hang out with Mm -hmm. me. It should all be great that my mom loves me and wants to come here and that, you know, an old friend wants to like make all these plans. But what I'm starving for is a total sense of freedom. My relationship ended in the most beautiful way. I needed for it to end. There are a bunch of reasons that are personal, but like on a just a meta level, I need a certain level of freedom. I I like that no one cares if I come home. And I know a lot of people want someone to come home to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not diminishing that and the Mm -hmm. importance of that feeling. Mm -hmm. But for me, I like to come home to nobody. And that if I didn't come home, it'd be all right. Mm -hmm. And you don't have that when you're in a relationship in the same way. And you don't have that when your mom lives with you. Yeah. (laughs) And you... So there's this this funny... Sort of feeling of like what I really want is to be done with everything and have a break and feel completely unfettered and free. And I am looking forward to that feeling. And I'm, I'm like, I took a walk today. I've been deciding to like to take it. One of the freest times in my life was when I was walking across the country. Mm-hmm. All I had was the backpack on my back and the clothing in there and the electronics I was wearing. It was so little to carry with me. And it felt wonderful to just get up in the morning. My only job was to walk. That was it. And I would walk miles. So I decided this week to get up 
and take a long walk. So I walked for two and a half hours today. I went eight miles. <laughs> and I just left my house. I actually drove up the street because it's a prettier walk a little farther up the street. So I drove up the street and parked. And then I walked for two and a half hours. And it was great. And I'm going to do it tomorrow morning and the next morning and the next morning. And get back into just aimless wandering. It's what I do when I go to another country. I thought about when I lived in Mexico, I wandered all over that city. Mexico City is amazing. I didn't go to bad parts of town, but I would walk all these different places. And there's something so freeing about that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for me right now to have freedom. For some people, security is really important. And for me, I've always felt like I'm a little bit like a butterfly. I need to migrate and I need to feel free. I think... I'm in this funny back and forth with depression in relationship to that. Like I have this really strong need to be free and unfettered. And I have this fear that once I get there, it'll be depression mm -hmm. and I'll stay in my house and that's not freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, there's a little bit of fear mixed in there. And then I'm still having bouts of depression. I do feel kind of hopeless sometimes and misguided and just a little down. And I'm, I'm okay with that because I've got this vision of things looking and feeling free, even if it doesn't exactly feel like that when I get there. I'm really looking forward to just hanging out the beach in Mexico. So on that note, I hope all of you have your depression in some sort of balance for you and some taste of freedom that makes you feel at home. Today we have with us in the studio, Aria. Aria is a teacher and intuitive healer. Hi, Aria. Welcome to the Depression Session. Hi, Laura. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with you. What's new with you? What's exciting in your life right now? I'm finishing the school year. I'm a teacher. Yeah. So yay, the strike. <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard about it. Yeah. Right? Red for Ed. Yay. So we got the 20% raise. I mean, even though I don't get, because I'm a substitute teacher, I don't know. Hopefully we'll have some maybe funds allocated towards us. Yeah. Like what you just said really resonated because, because I deal with a lot of depression. Like today I ended up calling my family and I made up this plan to go. And then I, when I was listening to you, I was like, driving here, I was having anxiety. Like, like I'll get depressed on this then, but then I'll, now I made a plan and now I'm like, oh my God, that's not freedom. Is, am I ready to go? Like, is that out of my ego? Blah, blah, blah. And it resonated that when you talked about Mexico, I went, I just want to be alone. I've been walking like you every day. I go to Reed Park, to the duck pond. That's all I do, Laura. I'm like, like I've been walking. Like it's like I'm getting in touch with myself again. So I just like listening to you. You just saying like you're going to Mexico, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going home. But then I'm torn because they're getting old. I'm missing them, and then I'm like, oh, is that what I really want? You know? That's how I feel with my mom. She won't always be this age. She will only get older. Exactly. And she's able and capable and fun and snazzy and so cool. And exactly. I adore her. Yes. And I love being around her. I don't want her to live in my house. <laughs> I'm so glad she's I building know. her own house. But you'll still be so close. Will that be okay? We'll be close. And that'll be the nice thing. Like I, I really look forward to going over to her house for dinner and her coming over to my house. But I But is also, she kind of like, she, she's independent? Like she'll be okay without you? That's the plan. And so it, 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 to me, her having a house here will be a level of freedom. It's so funny because like, as soon as you started talking about all that, I got so anxious. I got anxious for you. I got, cause you know, like I'm on a spiritual path and I really struggle, Laura, cause I live 3000 miles away from them. I didn't go for Christmas. 
sometimes feels like every time I think of, because I've got this huge Indian family, so many different dynamics. But then I go, when will, you know, I, I will always feel anxiety because let's say I put it off in the summer. It always feels anxious because I have to see so many people. There's a meditation place where it's a women's meditation center. So I said to my family, I said, if you want me to come for like a month, which I want to, to New York. And then because I'm such a meditator and my spiritual practice is getting even more stronger, I, I literally tell you, Laura, I only have, a, you know, like a few hours during the day that I can give. And then people, people get upset. You're here. We should talk all night, my aunt, my aunt will say. So I told my aunt today and she got upset. She's like, I thought you said you're, you're a gypsy. You like to be in, out of hotels or something. I said, yeah, but that being in and out of hotels is different than being in and out of your house and my mom's and my aunt and uncle's and my cousin. Because there's a power dynamic there. You're a visitor in their house exactly. and they, they, it's a lovely thing. I go see my family and it's lovely, but I did, I told my mom I'm not coming in August and I always go and visit everybody mm. and I'm going to be in Oaxaca. And when I come back, I could shoot right off and go see everybody in Michigan. Hey, and I'm going to go later. Good. I'm not going in August. I need some time. In Christmas time, it was the first Christmas in the 13 years I've been here that I, that I go home. It's the first Christmas I didn't, Laura. And it was really hard to tell them, but you know, that's where boundaries come in. Yeah. You know? And I don't know the right answer because maybe I'm making a wrong decision to not go to Michigan in August. But what I've told myself is this. You can still go. Just get a last minute airplane ticket. There you go. You can still go. But you need to take care of yourself. Because I'm not working next year, and I need to be okay in the fall. Exactly. And I'm. It's. I want to see my family, but it's going to be a traveling summer. And if I come back from Oaxaca with a fire in my soul to just roll out and do my next thing, if I go home, it could stop it. Not because of my family. Mm. I love my family, and I, I totally want saying. to see them. But I want. Last summer, I came back from Oaxaca ready to roll. I was on fire. I was had such a good time with my students, and I felt so wonderful. We walked all over that That's city. Awesome. We had such an amazing oh experience. They loved it. I loved it, mm. and I came back on a roll, and it deflated. And it might do that anyway. And then I'll go see my family. <laughs> But I want to then get started on my next thing. Yeah. I'm hoping I come home with all this energy and that I can build on it. Exactly. And I'm really afraid that if I don't roll into the next thing, I'll roll into a ball and I won't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't want to see anybody. Yeah. That might happen anyway. You know, you don't have that much I control know. over depression. That's what I'm battling, right? Like I told you after I broke up with my guy, I literally tell you I did not leave my couch for two months, like crying, crying. About, like he just was like a catalyst for all my old healing, right? Yeah. All the trauma, all the abandonment. And that, that purification process, like I've been talking to a lot of women and I mean, it, it's slowly, slowly getting, but it's still there. And I keep saying, okay, God, am I just feeling, it, you know, when you're in something for so long, I've been in grief for seven months. Like kind of what you're saying about being in a role, I feel like it's such a, it's such a, how to say it? It's such a sacred time in my life. I'm going, gosh, is, is, is still this even a right time in a month? I think I'm just going to tell my aunt she'll get upset and that's okay. I'll be like, you know what? Something is saying, I, I just need to wait. I just feel depressed because and that's okay too, right? To, to, cause I don't know what's going on. I know that God has a plan. I just, I'm just in what I am. I'm still in, you know, I'm still grieving. I'll tell you, Laura, like you, I just, I take walks. I spend so much time by myself. Majority of the time, I just want to be by myself. I'm healing those parts of me that were just broken. But you know, like I'm hard on myself. I'm like, how much longer is this going to go on? My parents are getting older. Like, 
you know, like society starts, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? But I have to trust. I have to trust that, like what you're saying, spirit knows. Yeah. Well, that is a perfect note to say, tell us the story of your depression. Sadness, but you know, sadness of, of having this love with this guy and like him wanting me so much. And it's like, I'm always in sadness, the depression of not being with him, but I know it's not, you know, like the, the, the sadness of knowing that I had this pure love, that this man loved me so purely and I don't have that. So like the, the depression of, I guess it'd be like if I lost a spouse or if I lost, I don't even think I've grieved when my grandpa died so much. Like, I, I feel like I'm grieving, like if I lost a spouse of 30 years, but what I'm grieving is just, and I'm sure like everybody goes through this because I don't know, like we're not perfect humans, right? Like I'm like, am I supposed to just be alone? I think the hardest thing for me right now is just saying it's okay to accept things as they are even though you're feeling uncomfortable in your body. And I think all of this will help my depression eventually because I'm, I'm letting go of so much grief and stuff that I've held on to. I have never cried that much. These last seven months, I was never a crier. I mean, remember I was telling you I was crying for seven, eight hours, like hyperventilating. And it's all like I was shown in neon signs. Like I was having a lot of spiritual experiences too. The, the year I started living with my dad to the year he died. Like stuff like that I just held on to all the abuse. Like, because you know, like we're older, I think I've done all this healing and workshops, but I don't think I'd ever cried about it. It's uncomfortable for me because I'm in my grief a lot. I used to go to 12 step for nine years and I've stopped doing that. This year, I don't know, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't resonate. It, right now, I just like do walks. I meditate a lot. I'll see, see, you know, see my friends. That's why I feel like I don't want to go home because I feel like they're the triggers because I've always had to be the good little, like, funny, cute little... I just don't want to be that right now. I have no energy for that, you know? So I think, yeah, I like what you said to your mom. I'm going to say, I'm not ready, Mossy. That's, like, aunt, like, you got to give me some more time to decide. She'll be mad. She'll be like, you you talked about it. You wasted all my energy. But I'm like, I thought about it. When I actually thought of buying the ticket, I have too much anxiety. Because they were really nice. In December, they were like, why aren't you coming? I said, I have nothing to give. I'm, I want to come when I... Isn't it nice to be with people when you can be present? And I want to give people my presence, yeah. I think a little bit of depression is just, I think just coming now because I, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, how do, how do I create my life? Like, I have a vision, but I haven't, don't really know how. So that's kind of, you know, creates depression. But just sadness, just sadness. There's this deep, like, if I could, visualize remember like that like an albatross around my neck like just this deep heavy grief of what I literally Laura like 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 I can't imagine those people that lose their spouses you know like they're 80 he's representing what I'm a grown woman and never had it it's embarrassing to me because people always think oh she's pretty she's cool like she must have had all these boyfriends but I didn't so it's just such a sacred internal part like I feel like a little teenager you know like that's what he provided. So that's what I'm grieving. So like I'm, I, I'm, I'm in that grief like 90% of the time. Like few, last few days I was depressed and I go, why am I feeling this depressed? Because I wasn't being with that feeling. Basically what spirit tells us, you've got to keep being with that feeling. Then I, cause I'm tired of it. I'm like seven months. I'm like spirit. And then I'll cry. Then I'll feel better. So I cried today and I felt better, you know, but then I got uncomfortable, called my parents, made this whole trip to New York and I was like, stop, just, just stop. But when you were talking about the, and the freedom, Laura, I get you. I, I, I struggle with that too. I, you know, lately when I walk, like that's, that's how I feel. 
it's like a struggle. I want to be in a relationship. And then like you, I, I don't, I don't want, you know, then I go, Oh my God, my family, I love, love you. But you really helped me tonight because talking to you and all this, I'm going, Oh my God, why did, why did I just call them and say all that? Because I'm, it, it did, it's not organic enough. It's out of fear. It's out of, it's out of in two weeks. What am I going to do with myself? Like you go to Max, you know, how. so you really helped me Laura by telling your mom, like, mom, I'll let you know. So I'm going to tell my aunt tomorrow. I will let you know, but I don't feel like buying a plane ticket tomorrow. I don't. And, you know, she can be mad about it, you know, or, or she can say, you know what? And you know how the universe is perfect? Like, you know this. When I'm meant to go, if I'm meant to go, I'll find the perfect ticket. I'm sure you, you know, we've all dealt with that. Well, thanks so much for your story. Oh, you're welcome. I really, of course, with a bunch of things in there. One of them is really simple, which is I was, I think, 38 the first time I had that kind of high school crush. Really, Laura? And I never had it when I was in high school. I didn't. Laura, I didn't have it in my 20s. No, not my 20s, my 30s, not my yeah. 30s. And then at the end of my 30s, I fell in love with this man based on very little, actually. And it was the same thing. He lived in another state. He actually lived in Toronto. And wow. then he moved to California. And we had this back and forth. But there... There was something about him that I felt so, so, so drawn to. And what I realized it was is I thought I met someone who was like me and who got me. Oh. And I'd never had that. Mm. And it wasn't true. Okay. And what I was grieving, I missed him and I just, we were only, we were together, like it's weird, we were together a year, but because he lived somewhere else, it yeah. was the same thing. We saw, how many times did we actually see each other? Exactly. We had a lot of phone conversations. Right. We didn't, I grieved We him. didn't even have that, Laura. We didn't have a lot of phone conversations. Yeah. I'm just grieving the way he, so like the yeah. feeling like when I'm meditating and I'm crying, the day I broke up with him, spirit showed me. I mean, imagine I met a man 10 times and I've been able to be with that feeling for seven months, but it, spirit said that he loved me with the purity that, like the Bollywood romance, I'm a Bollywood girl for us, Bollywood, you know, like just the love, just, he was the first guy that I felt like, like not... Not enough. You get what I'm saying in a very pure way. Yeah. But that's what that guy was to you? Well, it wasn't like that. It was more, I just thought I'd met someone who was really like me and really got me. But he, he, it wasn't? It wasn't. It wasn't. There were ways in which he was like me and ways in which he got me. But there was just something about him. I felt so drawn to him. And I cried for a year. Mm. And at first, I kept crying and I had you a roommate. You cried for a year. See, it's for good. For a year. Every day. Every Laura. day I'd get on my bike and I would ride my bike and I would cry from my house in Miracle Mile all the way to Swan. I would cry and cry and cry with my sunglasses on. And then I would get there and I would turn around and I would be Aww. fine and I'd ride all the way back. But just thank you for sharing that because I tell you, my friend, I've told this to other women, I feel like I'm going crazy. This other woman, you guys would have loved her. She came and stayed with me from California, the, the gem show. You know how you just meet people randomly? Mm -hmm. She, you know, she said the same thing. She, 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 she cried for this guy for two years. But I realized what I was crying about, which was the fantasy. Exactly. I was crying over the idea that someone could love me perfectly. Yeah. I was crying and mourning the fact that maybe I'm alone here. Yes, yes. Like really alone. Wow. I'm maybe the only one of me on the planet. 
And of course that's true for all of us. I know. But it just, I had never felt like a, like, like a soul connection in that way. Mm -hmm. And I felt it, even if it wasn't from his side, it doesn't even matter. I just felt this soul connection of like, <sighs> mm. and it felt very strong. And so when that turned out not really to be the thing, mm -hmm. I felt desperately alone. And I never had felt alone like that before. Because I'm very social and I have a lot of yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never think that way. And so what I was crying about was the fantasy. I just was crying for me. For all the times I didn't let myself feel anything. Yes, that's what I feel like I'm crying. For all the times I didn't let myself really love someone. Yes. I get it. And I let myself really love him and really grieve it. It's the best thing I ever did. And my really? best friend told me the sweetest thing. I said, I can't stop crying. And she said, cry more. And How I much did. more? Well, it was exhausting because it was every day for I, a year. Same with me. So I'm on the seventh, this on the sixteenth. Today's what, the tenth? In six days it'll be seven months I've been crying. And every I'm, day, Laura. And here's the ironic thing. The friend I'm It's going to stop the will it eventually because I feel like like people go, how are you? Like the first few months I was like, you know, you say I'm good. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know how to answer that because I, you know what I mean? That's a big like statement. How are you? I, I guess my logical mind goes, will I ever be happy again? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because right now I don't. I don't feel yeah. like I'm this. I can fake vibrancy, but I'm like innately I'm vibrant usually and happy and I'm not. I'm, I'm always in grief. Yeah. But it will go away. So just keep keep at it. Keep at so it. when you went through that year phase, right? Were you? Did you go to see your family? Would did you go to see your mom? No, I went to live in Mexico, which is funny because I'm going to Mexico. That that friend that I'm going to see in yeah. Playa del Carmen, yeah. we were friends in Mexico City, and you he was like, him? "Why are you still crying over this guy?" And see, I said, I don't "That's know. what people tell me." Yeah, but. While I was there, I was doing a project walking across Mexico City with strangers and their stories and, you know, the usual stuff I do. Yeah, yeah. And I stopped. I just stopped crying. Oh. And that was it. That was year. done. One year just about, and I was done. And mm. I grieved all sorts of things. I had also finished graduate school, and that was really hard, and that relationship ended, and it just felt like, I don't know. But I realize I know, sometimes you're like not grieving the guy. The guy isn't important. It's a catalyst for that feeling, that sweetness. That and maybe it's had. not real. And I have this feeling like I... No, it's real, Laura. In, I see couples that have it. I see it with my family. I see it. But that the love, the thing I realized in that moment of like after all that grief was that love is is more to do with just really putting your whole head in, like not holding back. Mm -hmm. and that I always had held back before mm. and that it was good that I didn't and now I don't and it, I and I don't have that grief anymore like I can just totally love somebody and then it can end mm -hmm. and I can be okay yes so you needed to but I needed to grieve all the things that I didn't let myself be and do I don't know it was very complex that's exactly what I feel it's I a feel long like... process that's what I've been told and I'm you know well, because kind of like you, like you and me are in that same situation. Yeah. School's ending for yeah. you. You're going to Mexico. Yes. Well, what I thought was when you said Mexico, I went, oh, it didn't feel good that, that you were going to Mexico. No, I'm happy for you. Yeah. But the fact that I was going somewhere where I would, I would have to be somebody. I'm, I've got 50 relatives I've got to see. And all the and, expectations. Right. From little ones to big ones. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. Being on the ocean by myself and journaling, that sounds good. Yeah. So what it's making me realize, like, it's still my... It still might just not be 
tomorrow buying the ticket is not right. Like you said, just like with you, in a few months when I'm ready, in June and July. The ticket will still be there. Right. Exactly. You can, you can still buy a ticket. And so maybe in August, I'll want to go home. Exactly. And I, it's hard. It's really hard because you break your mom's heart when you do that. I know. My aunt's going to be so like, you know, I know what I mean? She's so looking forward to seeing me. Because, yeah. you know, we all have these expectations, right? Yeah. I mean, in society, people, you know, house, like, and people just deal with this alone because they have, oh, we'll keep yeah. doing it. We'll keep trudging. Yeah. So I, I hope that helps somebody to know that. Everybody feels that. Everybody feels that. Koda has really helped me to, to you know, self-care first, you know? Yeah. And and one of the things that you said in there that I really liked was about, like, just going back to the walking. And there's something sort of magical about, like, when somebody says they quit 12-step, you kind of worry, right? But for you, I feel like, no, you're finding something that works for you right now. Yes. And if you were in danger, I trust that you'd be back in 12-step if you needed to be. Exactly. Because I've gone, Laura. I don't know why it's not resonating right now. It's I've gone to like, different meetings. Like people are just talking. It feels like, like a repetition. We're just like, it doesn't resonate. But go to the duck pond every day like I am and just like meditating and just like feeling these feelings. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Just keep feeling these feelings, you know? Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to bring up is that you said, you said when you were telling your story, I don't know if this resonates with you. I just don't know where I'm supposed to go with my future. I really don't. And I'm in the exact same position. Wow. I'm ending six years at an institution that I love. Wow. Three years of really being full-time intensive there to go into the unknown. And I have a sense of what I'm supposed to do next. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can even do it because I don't know if I'm going to be emotionally okay. And that's why I'm telling my mom and my family, like, I'm not coming in August. Maybe I'll come. Because like I'm you said, if you're in the flow, let's say you go to Mexico yeah. and you're just in this flow. And I need to have space for that magic to happen. And yes. And if it doesn't and I'm depressed, that's okay. I can oh do my God. that. You just, you, oh my God. It's like literally you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth because I was walking on the duck pond and I went, because I was starting to feel depressed and then I went, oh, I'm going home. I'm, I, I spoke to my family today and then I went, wait, is it, am I quitting you know that saying in recovery, we say, quitting right before the miracle. And I went, am I waiting right before the magic happens? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to leave space for that. That's okay if we get depressed. Yeah. You know, and if it, and the magic. Okay. And if the magic isn't there, but if I don't leave space for it, it won't be there. You just, you don't know how much. It's like, I need it to, it's, I love life. Because how weird that I just today told them that I was, I had no intentions of going. No. Just the fact. And then they we're having this conversation because I was well, I was coming here. I'm like, I don't even know if I'll be present for Laura because I'm obsessing about if I should go to New York. Yeah, that's exact. And I think I relate to you because you do deal with depression. Yes. And, and, and weirdly, every time I do this show, these connections happen. Really? Oh, seriously. I've, oh, my it's God. It's magic. Wow. I love this show. Yeah. And not because I created it. Yeah. But because it's good for me. Exactly. Because I needed to talk to you tonight. Did it help you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Because wow. I feel guilty. For feeling depressed? No, for failing on my mom. We were talking right before you came over. But you got to take care of yourself. Because if I'm not okay, I'm not going to help her anyway. <laughs> well, that's exactly. <laughs> if I go right before the magic and I'm I and I'm and there, what's the point? But kind of like what you're saying, I, I felt really depressed this week. Because you're right, Laura. We're not, if we're not being present, you're not being present with your mom, not being present with my aunt and uncles. I mean, and I have so many and they love me and I want to talk about... The kids and Bollywood and life and India, like, 
but I, I want to do it. I want to respect this. I want to honor what I just went through for seven months, you know? And complete it. And complete it, right. Yeah. And, and I liked what you really helped me tonight because you were right. I know that I'm blessed by God. And God, God knows how much I love my family. That if if something... I Because I, I didn't do it by intuition. I did it by, I'm, I'm done with this. I have to go on with my life. It wasn't done out of uh, intuition. It was done out of like fear, yeah. To quit right before the magic. And like you said, we have a choice. It's not like we can't go. Like when you come back and you're like, you know what? I, I want to go see them now. Thank you so much for being on the depression session. You're so welcome. I want to mention again that if you found some of the content of today's episode triggering, please seek professional help and call 911 if you feel like hurting yourself or others. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this show and the station are not endorsing any remedies or products. The purpose of this show is to destigmatize depression through storytelling. You can find a link to mental health services on downtownradio.org on the About KTDT page. To listen to the podcast, or if you're interested in being on the show, contact us at www.thedepressionsession.com. You've been listening to The Depression Session on Downtown Radio Tucson with music by Septa Helix. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Depression Session Podcast. Thank you.